Hi, welcome back to Good Cop, Bad Cop, episode 260. Gentlemen, it's good to be able to do an introduction feeling like total crap, which I felt like last week. Um, I don't know how you guys got me through that. Um, I think I made one request before we went on air, um, that can we please keep the episode under two hours? And you agreed that we would keep it as short as possible. And um, I looked because Matt did the editing. It was still two hours. So with you guys on your best behavior and trying to keep things to a limit, it was still two hours. Right. Okay. First things first. I edited that so it was exactly two hours. I was impressed with that. People probably thought that was my edit when I when, when they saw the the round numbers because that's like my but, OCD thing. Do you not do you know what it was before I edited it? Oh jeez, what was it? Two thirty nine. Shut up! Did you guys record after I went off air or something, man? There was no way that was two hours. And, I got it? 39 minutes worth of stuff somehow. Right? Yeah. Holy crap. I, I have not had the chance to listen lot, back. I know I said lot, I was going to. A lot of ums and ahs and bits of that. I did it just to make sure I got it down exactly. Jesus Christ. So if I hadn't have made that request, then it probably would have been our first four-hour podcast then or something like that. No, because it literally was two thirty nine. Yeah, but that was you guys behaving and trying to be brief and oh for fuck's sake. Anyway, how are you guys doing? Enough about me. Ryan, how are you, sir? I'm pretty roughed up, not gonna lie, but I'm surviving and I feel better. Um they always say so I, I, I made fun of my mom. My mom had a knee replacement done a few months ago. You're an asshole. And if that's, she's, if that's at me, I am right here. No, not that you. Was directed at me. I'm right here. Um, she had knee, knee replacement surgery and she was like, I feel great. I feel fantastic. Like the day after. And I was like, all right, whatever. And then like three days later, she was like, I feel like utter garbage. And I was like, that's so weird. Like it's so, cause you, you still kind of have those drugs in your system and everything. I had surgery on Tuesday and same thing. I was like, Wednesday, I was like, I feel great. Thursday, I was like, ah, not too bad. Today, last night, I feel like I got hit by a truck. Um, but my vision tested 2020 in that eye, so I can't complain about that. As you can see now, why Matt is an asshole. Oh, uh, I thought you were directing it at me because I just stepped away from the screen, but now I can see why no, you were calling Matt an asshole. Matt, Matt doesn't doesn't have uh, empathy for, for what people go through. I have, uh, I have a lot of empathy. I'm, I'm literally sharing the pain by covering my eye for the whole of this show so I can well, see, feel your pain. Well, no, see, that's the funny thing, is the surgically repaired eye is now my good eye it what? looks everything looks so good but it's making me realize how <laughs> bad my other eye is because everything is just blurry and crappy mm. um i i i, I can't i i can't wait but my mother resta and i say resta she's alive and well um she um she um had to have a i'm not the same i know she had her cataracts done um and she had one done in August, and the other one was not done until December. He, she really, she couldn't drive for four months. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I think it's funny that you're like, oh, it's not the same thing, but it is the exact same thing. That's exactly uh, what I had done. Well, I didn't, I didn't want to just, you know, I'm not a doctor. Okay. I've met this many times. I'm not a doctor. Really. 
No, I'm not a doctor. I'm very much a chef. Um, but you worked you worked in a hospital, so you must be a doctor. Uh. <laughs> oh, do you know what? You know, I I go back to a few weeks before Christmas when I had a real trouble speaking, and Graham was saying that he was that he was hard of hearing that day, and I literally said, "Hear no evil, see no evil." Speak no evil, the three of us. I really wish I called the episode that that day. <laughs> well, now I can half see evil, and well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, I'm really pleased that that it, it's working for you, bud. I'm so happy for you. I said this at the time, and even though you did curse me out in our group chat for for not no. wishing you well, <laughs> but I actually thought it was that day. And I was going to say that that day. I didn't know it was the day before, so I apologize about that. Yeah, it, it's funny because I, I had a, a couple messages. I, I left my my work chat online. They're like, "Why are you online? Aren't you having surgery?" And as I'm like finally coming out of it, like the stuff that they put me on and looking at my computer, I'm going, "What? No, I just had surgery like three hours ago. Leave me alone." <laughs> so, but yeah, it is what it is. I'm I'm surviving. I just uh, I know I gotta. At least a couple more days to a week or so of recovery, but it is what it is. So I appreciate you asking. Um, you know, Graham, strike two. Uh, no, no, from from the other day, strike two uh, of your 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 transgressions. Uh, like I said, I don't even remember. When did you say it? That did you say it last episode? Uh, yeah, I, I've been saying it for a couple months now. I've yeah. known. You said you said it was coming up, but you, you said it was I, coming up, but I don't remember you saying a specific date. Didn't actually give us a date, bud. Oh, so pretty sure I said next asshole, Tuesday. Bud. No, you're still on strike two, Matt. You're good. You're a beautiful man, Graham. Strike two. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get to strike three. I'm just. I've got you. an ocean between me and Ryan, Graham. You've got about I don't know nine hours of interstate. <laughs> I did say to him, I was like, it's not that I just forgot. I don't ever remember saying. I said, if you said it last episode, then I can understand why I wouldn't have just like things. There was times when I just wasn't all there and I didn't pick up everything. And I was like, if that happened, then fair enough. You could say that about a lot of the last 259 episodes. To be <laughs> um, I got one question for you, Ryan. Um, are you sleeping in swimming goggles? No. Uh, what I have to do, though, is um, it's like uh what do they call it? I'm trying to think what they called it. An eye shield. So okay. it's just really, it's a hard eye patch, but it doesn't have a strap or anything. I just, I tape it to my face before I go to bed. It's sort of, and this will be nothing to grab, sort of like in, ooh, the, when it's the silence thing in Doctor Who Series 6, and they had like the eye patch, it is sat over the eye. With Amy, I think Are he's talking, talking to, to you, talking Ryan. To Graham. Okay, <laughs> I, th I thought he was talking to you. I'm talking to you, Ryan. Graham, who wouldn't know a clue what I'm talking about, but I'm just trying to do it for context. That's all. Series six was uh, Sylvester McCoy, right? That was series twenty-three. Huh? Yeah. Sylvester McCoy was series twenty-three. Yes. Oh, okay. So six was Patrick Troughton. Uh, yeah, give or take, yeah. Hmm. Okay, that's kind of more in my Doctor Who wheelhouse, but okay. hmm. 
Yeah. Anyway, wait, Ryan, is that is that what to talk about that little eye patch thing, which literally just fits over the eye like that? Yeah. No, it, it it's kind of, but I it doesn't just fit like the uh, the uh, awesome silence remembering technology they had. It's more of a I tape a piece of plastic to my face. And then I try to sleep. It would be way cool if you actually had that sort of thing, like an actual thing, like a screen. Like, like I've seen all the sci-fi movies. They said by 2024, but we're meant to be flying around in cars. We were promised flying cars, GM and Ford. We were promised all that stuff. I think it was a prediction. I don't think it was a promise. We, we, we were promised all these things. We were promised hoverboards and time machines. I think you need to read oh. that small print. Much like cards started to change, which is a perfect lead-in to some good cop moments on this wrestling-based podcast. All right, Matt, you're up first. <laughs> <laughs> like a massive bite of burger. All right, Ryan. Not I'm just, burger, I'm the pasty. Just, oh, it's a pasty. I'm sorry. Obviously, I was just kidding. But since you stuffed your face and you won't be able to speak, I could not let that one go. Ryan, Absolutely. you're up first this week. What's your main good cop moment? Very simple this week. I, like, and it wasn't even a decision. I've I've been able to to stay fairly up to date. Um, the only the only wrestling I really missed was I could not stay up for NXT because it was literally hours after my search. So I was still I was on anesthetics and stuff, and I was just like, I can't focus, I can't function. I just I went to sleep. Um, but Luckily, my good cop moment is from last week, Friday Night SmackDown on Fox, Mia Yim and Io Sky. Hands down, the match of the year so far. That was, that was to me, as good, if not better, than Rhea and Charlotte at WrestleMania. Mm. I thought they put on one of the best matches I have seen on WWE main roster in the past five years. I loved that match so much. And I'm glad that it's, it's one of those things and I'm sure we'll get to it eventually. Um, But it, it fits a lot of uh, the current going-ons in the world, and by world of professional wrestling, I mean in the brains of the insane people on Twitter. Someone who has been completely underutilized and has really done not a lot of merit on the main roster other than being almost a glorified valet to getting a title shot and putting on one of the best matches I have seen on SmackDown in a long, long time. And it was better than anything at World's End. It was better than anything on Dynamite. It was better than anything on Raw. I preferred that match to what I saw at Wrestle Kingdom. And Wrestle Kingdom was a phenomenal show. I loved Io and Mia. And I think this will do really, really great things for her career. Because... I'm sure it was more of a, eh, we need someone for EO to wrestle. Uh, you know, Mia's, we got Mia. She, she's a good worker. Let's, you know, let's put her out there for that, for our main event. Or I don't even think it was the main event. No, the main event was the fatal four or the triple threat. But anyways, let's put her out there. And I think she went out there and she said, 
yeah, you're going to use me more often because you know what I can do. And she, she, you know, it was one of those trial by fires. And she just went out there and said, this is how good I am. And you better believe it. And I just, I absolutely, I'm a big, Mia was a, you know, a beyond regular. So, you know, always someone who was kind of around. Um, I loved her work in um, Impact. I really enjoyed when she was over there. And I, I loved her work at NXT. And it's just, you know, she was another victim of the uh, Vince calls people up and then they just kind of wander around. So, but I think, uh, you know, obviously Triple H, A, he books women's wrestling better than Vince ever did uh, and better than Tony Khan does. But he also knows, he knows Mia and he knows how good she is. And I think it was, he, I think they all just wanted to show the world and uh, phenomenal, just phenomenal match. Wasn't it the May Young Classic where they uh, basically, the, the fans told Trips, you got to sign it. Like sign me a year. Like she went down so well in that tournament. So yeah. I think Triple H knows probably better than anybody how good Mia Yim really is. I think there were much. I think there were really like there were three people I can remember where people were like sign this person from a tournament that they were doing in NXT. And that was Cedric Alexander, Mia Yim, and I think Kota Bushi, maybe, but I think Deanna Perazu as well. She was in the May Young, wasn't she? I re- I remember a lot of you know because there was the you know you know you should sign them or whatever chance going on during the. I remember Triple H actually came out to Cedric with a contract. I think that was Cedric Alexander, uh, and that was that was phenomenal. Um, but yeah, no, me um just overall phenomenal performer. I, th- I think the thing that I was thinking while I was watching that match, and I think that's why Matt asked me to go first, was um, I thought the same thing. Like, regular at Nova Pro, and it was just like, it's great to see a Nova Pro old person performing on that stage. Because you you could tell right there that, like, she was a star. It just takes that few years to get there. And when you see those people up close and personal, and then you get to see them performing on that big stage, it- it's just far more gratifying than suddenly seeing a big star coming in and just joining the company at that. So, seeing CM Punk on WWE right now, I know that's kind of a cool thing, but seeing somebody who you who you saw regularly performing at that level, to me, that's far more significant. It's... And yeah, it's... It's great to see. She's a talented, uh, talented wrestler, obviously. And um, hopefully, like you said, that'll be a, like a springboard. Like, hey, yeah, you're not going to use me anymore. OK, let's see. Let's see how you react then after this match. So I'm hoping I'm hoping you're right. I, I think just because you brought up punk, it's um, it's a similar experience for me. Um, Seeing, you know, folks like Mia Yim or Dijak or Josh Briggs um and then also uh, the reason i i compare it to cm punk is because it's still weird when cult of personality hits and cm punk comes out right now it still doesn't feel real it feels like kind of a dream because there were so many years where there were a lot of us who were like man i really wish punk would come back and now he and it's it's strange, but it you know same thing for like me and him. It's like man, I used to see this woman in a bar, and here she is having a <laughs> WWE Women's Championship match, and not only that, the best match on the show. 
um and and like seeing these uh, it's just surreal it's it's a uh it's great like i i love it i absolutely love the fact that even going back like five years we have pretty much an entirely fresh roster in wwe um most of those people were either in nxt or not even in the company that we're seeing on television week in week out in the main event spots doing the main events you know like obviously you have rollins and drew and or in and they've you know been around for a while ko and sammy you know but then like me you know and eo and Rhea and Damien, like there's just a lot of folks who five years ago weren't even a blip on the radar. And now they are. And that's really, that's fantastic. I want to, I want to mention about the, some of the stories you've told about Mia Yim when you watched her at Nova, Graham. The fact that you um, witnessed, I believe it was her mother, front row, screaming and shouting. Oh, yeah. That you go from that because you obviously probably spoke to her mum as well. I'm guessing as a fan, did you not? I no, it was, it was ironically, it was always on the. I think people have the Ryan just talked about a bar. I think it's kind of like everyone has like their favorite seats, and Mason and I used to kind of sit in the same sort of area each time. So, mm. and I'm assuming probably me and mom probably did the same thing as well. So, no, we were always on actually opposite sides, but oh. you could see across the ring and you could see Mia obviously go towards her mom and always give her a big hug. And then obviously after the match as well, we get a big hug as well. But yeah, mom, that's super. And it kind of to relate it to something that we can experience together, Matt. Um, uh, Grandma Duck. Quack. Yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal that was. Yeah. yeah but... It's just cool when you get to see the. The relative like they don't have to play a separate role to it they you can be you can still be the mom you can still be there supporting and uh, yeah i guess you still see it a little bit on the main roster but it's not quite such a thing but it's it, it, it was great to see them, them obviously being able to support her, that support that reminds me of uh the mjf's parents holding up the sign that says he's our son and even we think he's an asshole <laughs> It does come up from time to time, and um, I know you mentioned somebody's a story last line last week from AEW you don't like, and I'm I'm struggling to remember the person's name, but his mother was there as well. So you do get you do get parent characters involved, but it's not as frequent as I don't think on the. Oh, that's the, the the Nick Wayne shit. Nick Wayne, yeah. thank you. I was blanking. Yeah, I I I, I don't. Know. I'm not going to get into that right now. <laughs> I, I I think I misheard you there, Grant. So I'm going to ask you to move on to a good moment. <laughs> Um, all right. Um, I'm actually just going to give you um, a list. So we're actually recording on the, the 12th of January. This should come out on the 14th. Um, 13th of January, 1CW in Delaware. Um, I believe also AEW in Norfolk, uh, Virginia, I believe. Uh, 18th, Elite Pro Wrestling in uh, uh, West Virginia. Sorry, Elite Pro Universe in West Virginia. Uh, 19th, Voltage Wrestling. 20th, Susquehanna Wrestling. Also, Three Legacies Wrestling. 27th, Flying V Wrestling. February 2nd, uh, RVA Wrestling in Richmond, which sold out in less than 24 hours. Uh, the 3rd of February, uh, EWA Maryland, Rage in a Cage, which uh, Jackson and myself will be attending. Uh, also on the 3rd, VCW, Golden Pinky Society versus the Delinquents, uh, which is Mikey Banker and Josh Fuller. Uh, Josh Fuller's first Virginia booking in five years. Um, also on the 3rd, uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling. On the 4th, Maryland Championship Wrestling. 
Um, on the 6th, uh, MLW Superfight in Philly, and also coming up, uh, Poor DC and Assault Wrestling Association. Um, I've talked multiple times recently about not having been able to access wrestling or there not being any wrestling available. Um, having to travel long ways to sometimes go and see wrestling. It just suddenly no I just suddenly realized as I was kind of looking at different events how much wrestling there is within the two hour radius um, of where we are right now. And um, it's great to see. It's great to see all those companies uh, putting on shows, um, putting them on on different weekends as well. Sometimes that's been a problem before. Where it's like, Matt, what one do I go to? Like, I want to go to this one and I want to never on the same. So it's nice that they're spread out throughout the time. But there was multiple events there, not always necessarily on the weekend. Some of those shows were Thursday. Some of those shows were Friday. Um, the fact that Richmond showed up, sold out in under 24 hours is great to see that companies can uh, put on shows and you know that they're they're going to make money from it. And then they're going to put on subsequent shows as well. Um, it's just great to see that much quality wrestling being put on within. Uh, perhaps the MLW show in Philadelphia is a little further than two hours. But I've, been, I've traveled for MLW shows before. When it's a bigger show, you prepare to travel a little bit further to go see things like that. Um, and um, yeah, that's it. Just the fact that there's so much good options uh, to go to. I was hoping to go to the 1CW show this weekend. Um, and unfortunately, we've had some um, extreme weather on the East Coast this uh, this weekend, uh, this week, and also coming you're, up this You're weekend. not kidding, Graham. Do you, know how, do you know how cold it is in Disney World right now? They've closed the water parks. Oh, okay. Well, not just the temperatures. It's been more the amount of rainfall and the winds. And unfortunately, and I saw on the news, on Tuesday, they actually closed the Delaware uh, the bridge. And I was worried about if they have similar high winds this weekend, I would hate to get to Delaware and then suddenly be stranded. Because uh, I'm not sure how much you know of the geography, but you have to kind of go up to Philadelphia and then back down again. Uh, it would add on another probably three hours. to. The, so I'm not going to risk a possible five hour drive back for something that's just two hours. Um, but no, just the availability of shows and um, not sure how many of those shows will be attended. Obviously, we can't attend them all anyway because some of them are on the same time. Um, but yeah, EWA Maryland is the first one will be attended. Rage in a Cage. I remember taking Mason when he was probably around Jackson's age. I was like, every match is inside a cage. He's like, awesome. And uh, Jackson did want to go to VCW until I mentioned the fact, oh, there is also Rage in a Cage. He's like, everyone in every match in a cage. I was like, yeah. And he's like, I want to go to that one. It's like, that's perfectly okay, buddy. I'm quite happy doing that. Now, when you, if you were to go to Philly for MLW, is that at the twenty three hundred? I believe so. They they normally are. I, I cannot confirm one hundred percent, but they normally are. Yes. Would you go up there for the TNA show that's going to be there in March? Uh, I didn't actually even know there was a TNA show. They there just March. announced it yesterday. Uh, twenty three hundred arena on Friday, March twenty second, and Saturday, March twenty third for TNA. Oh, that is very interesting. Um, I would be definitely interested in that. I believe that that's actually when spring break starts for us as well. So we would definitely have time to to do something and perhaps hang around in Philly for a couple of days and just have a look around. So, uh, yeah, I did not even know about that. But, yeah, that would definitely be something I'd be interested in for sure. Oh, well, his mask turned, but he uh, filled his yeah. face with pasty. Again. That, that, that's what, is that the week before WrestleMania? Yes. Yeah, the same week. As another event happening, but a lot of events happening that week. Not your happened. wedding anniversary, by any chance, is it, Matthew? Well, it's their, it's their, it's their like, yes. it's it's like their their four and a half month anniversary to the time that Chris it's... stubbed his toe and Matt <laughs> said, "Shut up." 
It is my actual anniversary. The Fuck you. <laughs> it is my actual one year anniversary getting married. Yes. That the week after that. So um I was gonna ask about um you you struggling to decide which which event to go to. Um you're a teacher, take the jet. Why would I need to take a jet when they're all under two hours old? Yeah, but you have a private jet through the school, don't you? <laughs> yeah, that's right, obviously. All right, move on. Okay. Okay, I want to talk about CPW. Certified professional wrestling. Um this is something I have actually talked about before on the show. It's actually quite an exciting new venture. This is the training school of CXW. Yes, CZW, Graham? No, very much not. Um, the, the head trainer, Ali OK Wakely, will be welcoming people um, the week after Massive. Um, not only that, but they're going to do everything from the ground up. They're going to teach people how to be refs how to be managers and valets. They're going to teach people to how to do commentary. I may even give a seminar, Greg, you never know. Um, but they're also looking to do junior shows for the academy people to actually work on, which I think is a great idea to get them working, that sort of thing. They're going to teach them every aspect of the business from the ground up, and I love that so much. I also want to tag on to that. This week has been announced... CXW's first 18 plus show. If there's not a death match in the main event, Parrish is missing a trick. I don't know anything about Cardinal, but it has been locked in for August, apparently. And after that, that is where the junior events will be held in that building, which is great. Because what do you think about that? The future is bright for British wrestling at the moment. I mean, for example, Isla White now has two wrestling promotions. It does? I didn't know that. Oh. Outcast Pro and I believe Phoenix have just opened up as well. Mm. Run by a certain Lunatrix. Oh, okay. And Rudy Root. It's there. Yeah. It's former guests. Yes, indeed. Both of whom, former, um, well, Rudy Root will be at CXW to challenge for a championship for the first time. And of course, um, former women's champion, Luna Tricks. I've caught my microphone before I knocked off the the table. Fantastic, Matt. There's so much good happening on both sides of the Atlantic right now in terms of wrestling. There's so much good stuff. And even further afield. I dare say that if you if you're watching IWTV or has Great still got that? Or is it not yet? Not yeah, I still yet. have it. And are you watching anything from Europe at the moment, Graham? You have been known to, to delve in every now and again. The past. Uh, I have, but not right now. I think the last thing I watched was uh, it, it wasn't on that channel. It was on what used to be known as Fight Plus. It was uh, a GCW show from Paris. I think it was. Oh no, sorry, not Paris. It was somewhere in France. So that was the last European person. Think I'm. Think I might have shouted at, at when when fight shared some well, the fight account on Twitter shared something. I I remember like replying, responding to it, and I'm not sure it's entirely PC what I replied to it with. <laughs> um, but nah, yeah, it is. But yeah, good cop because of so much good stuff happening, and 
just, just one last thing to tack on to that because I'm not going to talk about this. Zack Knight, so, so proud to see, even though it's only on Ring of Honor at the moment, you know, I'm really happy to see him finally making it stateside. Me, please. It's a little disrespectful. Only Ring of Honor. It's Ring of Honor. It's unfortunate that I haven't been able to watch the show this week, but uh, as soon as we're finished talking, I'll definitely watch. Ring of Honor is behind oh. a paywall, Graham, and it's effectively a B show. Because it's, it's a, right. a premium show. That's why you got to. If you want the quality, you got to pay. You got to splash the cash a little bit. I, Ryan, I, I love. Both. I'm enjoying Ring of Honor. It, it's Ryan, load both barrels. Well, right. now that Matt has done his cheap pop cop of the moment, <laughs> speed check, guys. All right, go ahead, Ryan. You're first. Oi, 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 vey. Um, <clears throat> I really uh, did enjoy. Uh, what's that? What was it called? Wrestling, yeah, I can't even, I can't even focus on on what I'm talking about at this point. Um, I enjoyed Raw this week, uh, SmackDown last week. You know, very both very good shows. Um, I, I'm going to to use this as a good cop moment. Um, the 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 insanity on Twitter uh, for TK's latest outburst. It's not even worth a bad cop at this point because it's just. It's it's just what they do. Um, I really really liked Hangman and Claudio on Dynamite this week. Really phenomenal match for an otherwise very forgettable Dynamite. Um, and uh, Gender's tweet of "Who the fuck is Hook?" <laughs> had me laughing fairly hard. Um. You want to you want to start shit. Prepare to get cooked by arguably one of the former WWE champions that people literally give the least amount of shits about. Unfortunately, I like gender. I've always I like gender. You know, you know what? That was a faction. Did not get enough credit. Three man band. I loved three man band. Well, you're gonna say the Bollywood boys to begin. You think they're gonna? I think because they're on the indies right now. I wonder if they'll uh, come back. Because hmm. you know, gender, like he could, ha- he could, they could have a pretty cool faction if they had. Um, oh God, what what were they called? In in Inder Inder Shar, yeah, Veer and the other guy. If they had them. The Bollywood boys and gender is the leader, and they had a whole like five person team, and they could go up against like the Judgment Day and stuff like that. I because I feel like WWE had zero factions forever, and now factions are starting to be a thing again. Yeah, Vince and... hated factions, didn't they? Oh yeah, um, Super loves them. <laughs> yeah, but he loves them. You know, because like I'm, I'm really, really. Oh, that's what. That's the one I missed. Um, Cross's new faction with AOP and Paul Ellering. Mm. Awesome. I, I was saying this a couple of weeks ago. My buddy and I were talking about, we're like, what can they do? Because we all know that Cross is good. 
We all know he's good, but something has not clicked on the main roster for him. Don't know what it, and I said, you know what? Give him a faction. I feel like him and a bunch of other spooky boys, like they could do good stuff. And as soon as Ellering walked out, I practically jumped out of my seat. I was like, yes, because I knew AOP couldn't be far behind. As soon as I saw him, I was like, Authors of Pain and Cross, done. I'm in. Sounds good. So yeah. I'm really excited for that. One of the biggest mistakes was when they took Adam away from them too. Well, Triple H uh, understands booking a little better than uh, some so his father-in-law did. Absolutely. I also like Scarlet's hair now as well. I know it's not a weird thing for me to talk about, but with the hair kind of change from 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 white to that, it looks more evil. I like it. I agree. I, I dig Scarlet's new look. I dig Cross's new look. I'm glad that he he grew the hair back. Uh, yeah. I remember a lot of people didn't even know he had hair, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, you go back and watch old Killer Cross stuff. He had a beautiful head of hair. Luckily, he didn't shave his head because he couldn't grow it anymore. He just wanted a new look, and I think that because it's a really he's got that perfect villain's widow's peak and everything. Like he's just, I'm hoping this is the this is the moment for Cross. Yeah, yeah, I've got, got hope here. I don't think a gay man commented on hairstyles is that unusual, is it? <coughs> it's not something that I normally comment on, Graham, because oh, I'm not, not. I'm not the stereotypical gay man. Huh. No, no, okay. he, he's more of the gay man that comments on packages and abs. <laughs> All right, oh, well, Graham's that- speed check went on for ten minutes, so I better be quick. Um, Logan Easton Larose uh, final match is on YouTube now. I know I tagged you, Max. I thought you might be interested. And uh, the collective has opened up their tickets today for the. If you want to go to attend all eleven shows, um, I'd forgotten about it. I logged on about one thirty. They came on at eleven o'clock. Front row all sold out. Seven hundred dollars if you wanted to do that. Second oh, row man. all sold out. Six hundred dollars if you wanted to do that. And five hundred and fifty dollars if you wanted third row for all events sold out as well. The only thing available right now is uh, standing room only, 325 for all 11 shows. But great to see indie shows selling out, people wanting to attend them. Not good that I might not be able to get there now, but great for the industry. So good come on. All right, Matt, you're up. Yeah. Um, right. Let me quickly bring my notes up because I wasn't read too pep. And this is not like me to not be prepared. Um, I'm going to drop down to OVW, Graham and Ryan. Mickey James is the new creative director and head of female talent with OVW. This can only be a good thing. Mickey James, phenomenal, phenomenal, legendary wrestler, deserves her flowers. And if she's perfect for the job, perfect for the job. Um, uh, I've. The thing is, most of my stuff's bad cop, so I want to hold my time. But it'd be remiss of me if I didn't mention how awesome Nick Aldis was this past week on SmackDown. The fact that he quietly mentioned it to to, uh, Heyman about uh, the the, the whole fail for me. The crowd weren't aware of this until until they saw it on social media. It was so well done. And we've mentioned in the in DMs about what we think the booking's going to be. It's set up perfectly for Roman to lose without losing the belt, without losing the match. 
it's set up perfectly for it, but hope one can only hope. Yeah, don't get yeah. your hopes up because you know. <laughs> I know, but I, that was a good tactic. How like I'm finished, so I stopped the clock, and you're like, but, and then carried on for another ninety seconds. <laughs> oh, good tactic, good tactic. All right, perfect bad cop moment. Let's link into that segment. All right, Ryan. Besides me and Matt being the obvious bad cop moments of the week for forgetting to pander to your eye issues, what was the main wrestling bad cop moment of the week? You don't pander to any of my issues. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm practically a fucking intern. Great, great, great. He's a pander. He'd have the black eyes as well. So true. Um, simple, simple bad cops. The the only thing I saw this week that made me furious. Um, the end of Dynamite, after the main event, uh, Sting and Darby Allen were confronted by the Young Bucks. And they heavily, heavily implied that Sting's last match will be Sting and Darby Allen versus the Young Bucks, which is the worst idea in the history of professional wrestling. Um, I did a little research. Uh, Sting and the Young Bucks... Uh, have a storied history. Uh, they faced each other one time <laughs> when dudes with attitudes, Darby Allen, Shingo T- T- Takagi, and Sting defeated the Bullet Club, El Fantasma, Matt Jackson, and Nick, ja- Nick Jackson at Forbidden Door 2022. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's it. That's the only time they've ever uh competed against one another. So Clearly, Sting's legendary career should end with another ego boost to two guys who really haven't done much recently. Why do they deserve that match? What it's 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 almost like gender just coming back out of nowhere and all of a sudden deserving a world title match. Like, where's the rage? Where's the rage? I, I think it's stupid. I Sting <clears throat> Sting is my number two favorite wrestler of all time. I don't want his last match to be something that I'm going to remember as well, that was fucking stupid. Because now the young and this isn't a shot at the young bucks. Like I like the young bucks. Uh, they're they're a you can meh all you want they kind of brought tag team wrestling back to prominence they are unequivocally one of the greatest tag teams of all time they work together so well but they have very different styles than sting and darby allen the young bucks perform best in spot monkey matches where everything's these crazy spots that are well planned out sting is in his 60s darby is essentially a human crash test dummy i do not see any reality where this is a classic match at all now what i'm hoping is going to happen is it's going to be a blow-off match in between now and then. But I really don't think that's the case. I think that they genuinely, Tony Khan genuinely thinks this is the best idea. And maybe Sting wants to face them. 
but I just don't see how that's a great cap off to his career. I think we all expected they were going to bring someone in for Sting's last match. It was going to be someone from his past, someone he's had, you know, some sort of inter- some some sort of interaction with other than, oh, we worked together once and they're technically my boss. All right. Um, I'm going to ask one thing. Um, I don't I, I find it very hard to believe that would just be a Tony Khan decision. I think something as important as this, with it being Sting's last match, the way it's been built up, I, I honestly think they would have asked Sting's input for this. I, I can't believe it would just been like, Sting, you're wrestling these guys. Now, you just mentioned the fact that he's in his 60s and how incredible it is that there's a wrestler still going in his 60s. It is kind of difficult. Who would you have put then in that match? Tell me who's a 60-year-old wrestler who's still going who could have been put in that match. Like, I'm pretty sure you're not advocating for Ric Flair to be in this match, are you? No, no, no. So first and foremost, I always thought a tag match was the best idea yeah. just because Singh is in his 60s. And that's why it's worked for so long is he can tag out to Darby and Darby can do his thing. Darby's what? Late 20s? Yeah. Maybe 20s, early 30s. 30, yeah. You know, he can he can go. I mean, he's not going to be able to go long. He's going to cripple himself, but, you know, <laughs> he can go. But I just don't see any point of the young bucks now if i was to now i'm i'm obviously i'm opening this up to everywhere like i'm not you know i'm not just like well who's in AEW that could do it or whatever blah 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 because in reality i would think they would bring someone in i would so you can you can pretty much ignore most of wwe because sting's time in wwe was pretty much rollins and triple h like those were the two feuds he had um, neither were overly memorable. The WrestleMania match with Triple H is probably the most memorable just because DX was involved in the NWO. It was sucked involved. so badly. Um, I, I disagree. I thought the match itself was fine. The finish is stupid. Triple H should have never won, but whatever. So to me, I'm looking at his time in TNA, you know, and, and I'm thinking of like who from TNA, someone who had a storied career, with you know matches with sting could they bring it and again let's just assume it's going to be a tag team match okay so top of my head i'm going to say a better match would be sting and darby allen versus let's say i'm trying to think of someone from the AEW roster who would work out for this um Oh, Jarrett and Joe. Actually, actually, no. Jarrett and Joe would be great, but let's 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 take it a step further. Let's say they want to surprise us, bring someone in. Sting and Darby Allen versus Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle makes his AEW debut. I was thinking Angle, but Angle's also said he won't he won't get back in the ring again after. Yeah. Which I respect. I respect sure. But 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 so. you're on to something with Jarrett. I think that Jarrett would be a good, you know, they could build a storyline over how the fact that Sting, you know, quote unquote worked for Jarrett because he was kind of in and out of TNA at the time. Um, you know, oh here's here's a good one. Here's a good it would never happen because of how critical he is of the company. Uh Sting and Darby Allen versus Jeff Jarrett and Bubba Ray. Do you know what? Part of me wants this one, and you're, you, you, you're gonna poo poo it, obviously, but and it would never happen. But he's hugging on the AW roster one on one, Sting versus Jeff Hardy. 
Ooh. Too soon. What? Because Jeff off, fallen off the wagon again? He has actually fallen off the wagon again and get well soon, Jeff. But yeah. I, I just, I feel like the Young Bucks just make so little sense to me. Mm. I mean, um, I've, I've done a bit of reading because this was in my speed check. So I wanted to have things ready to go in case you came back at me with it. Um, apparently, um, this was entirely Sting's decision, not Tony's. Um, and he's been on record as saying his match against the Matt Forbidden Door was his most iconic ever. I'm like, really? If I this is what five or six in TNA. If this is what Sting him. wants, then it's what Sting wants. I just, I don't like it. I don't, I, I'm, it, I'm it, not it, down it, with it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. No, no, it, no. I mean, <sighs> I understand what you're saying, and I don't particularly like it as a final match either. Um, I was curious. I pulled cage match up. I know Tony Khan loves cage match, so I pulled that up ready. Um, Bubba Ray has never fought Sting at all, as far as I can tell. Unless yeah, I, yeah, they I have. Oh, I scrolled through way I too. I was there. Really it, right. was the, it was the main event of the TNA pay-per-view I went to. Was ah, God damn it. I scrolled Bully through, Ray. and first of all, there was a different... Uh, it was... Uh, the one that came up, kept coming up, was uh, Big Bubba Rogers, who was Big Boss Man. Uh, but I didn't see Bubba Ray anywhere, so I was going to throw But same sort of thing, though. It's like there's no... It's kind. I think it's difficult. Like, I don't like the match. But like I said, what match would you put on? And I don't think there's an obvious match that you can put on when there's... Who else is 64 years old and still wrestling at that time? Like Matt said well, when he first came in, like he shouldn't even be wrestling when he's 61. So it's really difficult unless you're going to put him like against the Rock and Roll Express. But like there's that wouldn't be a match I'd be particularly excited for either. So I mean, there is a guy on the AW roster who could make Sting look a million bucks one on one. Brian Danielson. <laughs> they could have done that. He he can make Sting look a million bucks. Could I face it? He's been in the ring with some wrestlers who aren't necessarily the best at times, and he's made them look amazing. Daniel, when he was Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, for his entire career, he has made people look amazing. So, to be the devil's advocate, then you're totally disagreeing with Ryan then that this should be a, a tag team match as his final match. Then you think he should have a singles match instead? I That'd think be no. I think if he was, if he was to have a singles match, he'd be perfect for the job yeah. for sure. For sure. Um, and if they were going to do a first time ever, like, I feel like the fact that the Bucks had a tag team match against Sting, or, you know, a six man tag against Sting, I feel like you either go a storied career against someone or a first time ever, last time ever style match, like Sting and Kenny Omega or something like that. I feel like those are the two extremes, but having the fact that they already, if, if they had never wrestled, if the Bucks versus Darby and Sting had never happened, I would actually be more on board. But the fact that it did happen it. once, yeah. that makes it less entertaining to me because in reality, I could just go back and watch that match. Mm. So I don't know. It's, 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 it's hard for me as a Sting fan to accept. Um, again, if it's Sting's decision, that's great. I'm happy he's getting what he wants. I just I just feel like there was, you know, I'd be curious if Sting went to Tony Khan and said, this is the match I want, or if they had matches laid out and he pointed and said that one. 
I don't know. Like, I, I we don't know. I don't know. You know, uh, we'll know more leading up to it. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it makes me sad. I fancy book then as well. All right. Yeah. So if we're trying to come up with some finish and you know you've got months to do it, because this has been talked about for a long time, how about he falls out with Darby Allen? And then there's a rivalry there. And then that's his final match versus Darby I, Allen. Absolutely. You can I would have love like it. a Ric Flair type Shawn Michaels end into it, possibly. Or you could go a couple of ways with it. But that, that would well, be a match that would generate interest, wouldn't it? At the risk of getting some major heat from the people in this call and also from our fan cops. <laughs> let's face it. After being retired, Darby Allen's got fuck all to do in AEW. It sounds oh, like no, a good it's, story, it's though. He right? Sting's bags. Well, uh, what did he fucking do without Sting? That skateboard's not going to ride itself. I'm going to well, say something now, which is going to make me give it a lot of heat, and I'll be betting something to clip this moment. Jeff Hardy without the drugs. That's Darby Allen. Well, to be fair, Matt, I know you're not a massive AEW watcher. I'm not a massive Darby Allen fan. <laughs> Well, be incredibly overrated. But Darby was part of multiple major main event storylines when they were doing the whole pillars of AEW storyline. So, you know, Darby. And where did he push on from there? He doesn't have to. That's the thing. He's in a tag team. Trust in Tony, Matt. You know he knows what's best. Oh, <laughs> definitely <laughs> don't trust in Tony. <laughs> <laughs> but I like and and I'm I'm a middling Darby Allen fan. I don't I don't love Darby Allen. I don't hate him. He's just kind of there. He worries me because I really honestly believe he's going to cripple himself. Um and Tony Khan's gonna come out and say, like, no, the safety of our performers is paramount to us. <laughs> um, just like he always says every, you know. Just like he said after Matt Hardy's head bounced off the concrete like a basketball and Aubrey refused to end the match because she's awful at her job. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, move on over here. Alright. I agree with I agree with Ryan for sure. Alright, my main bad cop moment is kind of short, really. Um as Nova Pro has come up earlier. Um, that's kind of my first love when it comes to independent wrestling. So when we first used to go, it was uh, it was fifteen dollars, and I think front row was twenty dollars. And of course, me being a me being cheap, I only spent fifteen dollars for the first few months. But then finally, it was like, no, 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 we'll, we'll pay the twenty dollars so Mason get high fives and things like that, and he can record, he can report then for MGB a little bit clearer. Um, the show that I talked about that I am going to in uh, in February, February third, Rage in a Cage, EWA Maryland. I'll plug them again. Uh, general admission. $15, front row, $20. So very, very affordable. Matt, I'm going to ask you so you can promote, because you haven't actually, well, you did mention CXW, but you pretended you didn't by saying CPW. Um, if I was wanting to go to the next CXW show, um, and I was looking to bring my youngest son with me, approximately how much would I be talking? If you're talking front row? Whatever. Give me one second to double check, because I want to get the price actually right. But I believe for two front row, you're looking at about forty pounds for the two. Correct. So about twenty pounds. So it's it's pretty affordable action. And if you're looking to go further back, then obviously it's it's much cheaper than that, right? 
Now, I mentioned in my Good Cop Moment section the fact that um, if you wanted to go to the collective, and obviously front row is very different, and 11 shows is a lot, um, but $699, we're talking like $70 a match. And um, essentially what it said was, you buy the package, you're getting about 25% off the total price. So I'm thinking now, they're running nearly $100 for a front row ticket. Probably about 90 for second row. We'll know the exact prices um, on Monday because they're going to release individual tickets. Wrestling's getting expensive. And the other show that I mentioned within that list that I would like to go to, that I am not going to be going to, um, is something I've been to multiple times, um, Flying V5s. Uh, $35 to attend their show. And you asked me, he's like, is that front row? And I said, not guaranteed. It's literally, they. you can sit wherever you like within the, the theater. So if you get there first, then if you want to sit front row, you can. Um, we actually find, because of how it works, um, the ring's kind of high. It's actually better to sit at the back. And then you kind of, particularly for young kids as well, because they can't see as well, you can see over the top. $35 is a lot for a... I don't want to be disrespectful to Flying V, but a smaller show. Um, there's matches on there that are great, don't get me wrong. Uh, Matt Mikowski versus Janai uh, Kai. Oh, really want to see that. They're both hard-hitting. Um, intergender matches, there's nothing better than that. Elo Neal's on the card. Uh, there's plenty of people on there who I like to see as wrestlers, but there isn't that name that's going to grab me. Like the fact that Moose is appearing on the Isle of Wight soon, that grabbed me straight away. There isn't like a banner name there that kind of grabs my attention. And if I want to take both of the boys, that's $105. I well, won't be doing it. When I've I can go to... to EWA Maryland for 20 now you might say, hey, you're not getting big names there as well. I understand, but at wrestling, this is my bad cop moment, but pricing, not just, we've talked about it before, like concert tickets have gone up massively. It feels like some of these wrestling shows have started to jump their prices a little bit too quickly as well. And um, that's going to be a shame. Um, if people aren't attending those events, that, that's going to have a knock-on effect for shows. I do wonder what that pricing um, thing is. Like, if you price it too high and then not enough people go, wouldn't it be better to price it a little bit lower and get more people going? I wish Flying V, I hope they sell out. Uh, I absolutely wish them nothing but the best. Um, but I am going to be passing on that. Well, with a, I've, I've, our local football club, the same thing, Graham. They've got 10,000 maximum capacity. They get 3,000 because... The prices they charge, Graham, are championship prices for a League Two club. Yep. So championship admission prices is ridiculous. Um, to go back to what you were asking me, the actual price is £12 general admission, uh, £7 for under-16s, £25, no age restrictions, front row, second row is £15, quiet zone is £18, and if you're a carer, £9. So we're Family talking... It's cheap. Like, I'm looking at, like, OPW's prices. Like, it's under $10, uh, under £10. Like, it's a good value entertainment. I don't, I know it's, I know I'm in living in an area where there's a premium being near DC, but $35 just seems like, like Matt's showing me a family ticket, uh, two adults and children, $37.50. That, that's great. And zero booking fee. That's the other one that stings you as well. Like, those prices I mentioned, that doesn't even include that either. So. Yeah, yeah max, absolutely. Max booking, max, the max booking fee at CXW is £1.75. For That's price. amazing. That's really good. Ryan, anything to throw in on prices? I mean, prices have been going up for years across the board. And I actually, I give a lot of credit to um, WWE. Like, good seats, front row, floor seats, entry ramp seats, those have definitely gone up and up and up. But 
you can still go to a WWE, like a raw taping or a SmackDown taping for 20, 25 bucks. You know, yeah. if you if you don't mind sitting up in the nosebleeds, you can still do that. And I feel like they've been offering tickets for around 20, 25 bucks for the entire time. Like those ticket prices haven't changed. Um I remember when AEW first started, they did a whole, you know, oh yeah, our ticket prices are always going to be competitive and fair. And I didn't even get good seats to dynamite and they were not what I would have, if I had sat in the same section for a WWE show, it would have cost me probably 15, $20 less per ticket. Hmm. I've only had a positive experience with AEW tickets. Um, So much so that the cheap nosebleed seats that I bought for that very first AEW show in DC I gave away, um, and I bought something on resale so we could be, I don't know, half hour back, 20 rows back or something like that. Um, I got a good price there. And when I took Mason on his birthday, yeah, we were ringside. We were, lit, I think, row three. And I know those seats were definitely under $100. Um, yeah, so I, don't I, I, remember, I remember going to, you know, WWE house shows for 15 bucks. Oh, sure. You sure. know, it was it was awesome. I like I, I love I love that WWE still has kept ticket prices reasonable, Um, which it makes sense because, you know, they do tout themselves as the family friendly brand. And, you know, that means they're attracting families. They don't just want the sweaty 40 year old dude. They want the sweaty 40 year old dude and his two kids. You know, yeah. and 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 I love that. Like, obviously, it's a. It was funny the other day. My mother is in in town. She flew up uh, to help with my surgery and everything. And wrestling came up, and she doesn't like wrestling. Like, she's she hates the fact that my father showed me wrestling when I was a kid. She hates it. Um, but like, you know, I was trying to. She's like, she's like. I I meant I I refer to WWE as a family friendly program. She's like, how is it family friendly with all of the blood and blah blah blah? I'm like, WWE is not what you. Well, you got to think. When I was watching it when I was a kid, it was the Attitude Era. It was blood, guts, and tits and ass. You know, and you know that's what she knows. I mean, granted, I watched a lot of WCW, which was a lot more family friendly as well, with much better wrestling. Holy shit, having going through what I'm going through. Oh my god, do some of the matches suck during the attitude era? The irony Man. of how it's how it swung the way around. But but I no no, I will give it credit though. The storytelling when they got a story right in the attitude era, it was brilliant. But the wrestling didn't get good until Ruthless Aggression. Honestly, Raws and SmackDowns are worthless. Pay-per-views, you get some good 15-20 minute matches, but Raw is typically it's like an episode of Dynamite. It's 18 matches and they're all three minutes long. I will say about the WWE house shows. Um, I know Jackson's already asked about WWE Fairfax. I don't know if that's been announced for this year. Um, but they with it being in a college basketball arena, that's a much smaller venue than if we're going into DC where the, the wizards appear or something like that. So every seat is lower level. And you're right. It's I think it was like 1850 or something last time we went, but it was under twenty dollars. But the fact you can also then get an autographed poster from the merch stand. Um, I think last time we got Cody Rhodes. I have a feeling we got. Did we get Seth Rollins? We had another big name. I cannot remember exactly. I know we've had John Cena. We've had AJ Styles. 
The one I regret not getting was uh, John Moxley. Obviously, he was Dean Ambrose at the time. Um, but yeah, the fact that you can still get a full size, and we're not talking eight by tens here, we're talking a full size poster autographed by a top WWE star for $20. And the fact that you can get tickets for under $20 and on the lower level, because there is only a lower level, that, that's your value. Those house shows oh, yeah. are fun. Sure. I remember, I, I don't know how much they are. I know they still offer them because they promote them on Raw every now and then. But back in the day, you got those like WWE VIP experiences at the house shows where you get a floor seat with a commemorative chair and usually like a meet and greet with a wrestler for like 150 bucks, <laughs> which is not a to, to sit on the floor at a WWE show. Oh, sure. Like I, I, I didn't get the, uh, um the vip package but the i did one house show where we sat front row but we were we were on the so we were pretty much where we sat is if you were watching raw it's where like the timekeeper would be like that was the front row but the vips are the other sides like the camera side and hard cam side you know that's the vip sections so we sat front row but we didn't get the collective collector chair or anything like that but it was still anyone I know it's it's you know obviously it's expensive but if you get a chance to sit front row at a WWE show house show or not it's an experience because it's just like going to an indie show only you're seeing the people you see on TV and they're interacting with you and they're doing that's why I've never heard a WWE performer be like oh I hate working house shows they all seem to love it because that's when they get to cut loose. That's when they get to have fun because cool. it's not, nope, this is time and you got to watch, you know, we got to be ready for TV and there's a commercial break here and blah, blah, blah. It's you've got 18 minutes. Go out and do your thing. And you get to see them at their best. You know, you, you get to see them try new things. You get to see new matchup types, you know, because obviously they test these matches. They test these feuds at house shows. You know, if, Seth and Drew are wrestling at a house show for three weeks a month ago. You're you can usually figure out that Drew and Seth are going to be feuding on television soon because they're getting used to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just realized I was trying to Google see if uh, WWE Fairfax is coming up. Um, I realized I missed an event from my main good cop moment. I forgot ACW uh, Adrenaline Championship Wrestling on February second of Matt Riddle and Pat. That's only an hour and a half away. Yeah, you can't wait for that one. I yeah, you go. All right, Matt. Is it you? Uh, it is me. Um I've when you when you Google it, by the way, it literally just comes up with previous Fairfax events. That's what I saw, yeah. Ju- I didn't remember it was July. I have to admit, I did not remember yeah. that it was July. Well, I have a feeling then that I was still in England at that time. I don't think we went last year then. It must have been no, two years ago. Yeah, yeah, because the one before that was uh twenty 20- 18. Um, no, there's been one since then. You, I remember we went 2018 one, Graham, because you, because you were talking I've been about to more than, I've been to three, I think, already. I know, so. but um, oh. that one stands out because you were talking about it on, on MGB, on, um, MGB episode 6. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did? <laughs> I did not remember. I need to go back and listen to that episode. Perhaps I that was on be, the show! I know you were. Perhaps that might be a Good Cops alternative Christmas cracker for next year. Sounds like that would be a good choice. Not a bad choice, that's for sure. Well, um, well, I want to talk about dynamite. My main bad cop moment. Now, 
aside from the fact that some people are clearly high while watching Dynamite, and I'm not talking about the guy who runs the show, um, because... Are you talking about me? No, actually, no. As in the people who are actually there. Um, <laughs> because... Um, this, I'm trying... I do want to enjoy AEW. I do. But sometimes... But sometimes it's so hard to. It was not a good show this past week, personally, I didn't think. Um, and then the thing at the end was maybe the most blur thing of all. Now, so I'm quoting here from, from the first comment underneath where it was announced on PW Guru about... Um, Darby Allen and Sting facing the Young Bucks at um, Revolution, apparently. Quote from, from a song called Jay Stamper. A Blair moment in otherwise amazing night of wrestling action. What were you fucking watching, kid? Uh, anyway, now, aside from that, in between shouting and screaming about Jinder Mahal getting his title match, uh, let's not forget, of course, that Jinder Mahal and Seth actually have history going back to the NXT days. The NXT Championship was awarded after those two fought back together in 2011, Ryan? Oh, oh I just right. thought I just posted 2015 in the chat. Oh, I, think was I think it was 2011. I think it was 2011 because the, 2015 was when Seth won the, the title at WrestleMania. So that was many oh, years later. Yeah, I might be way too late. But that's okay, Graham. It's okay. I'm not expecting you to know the answer, don't worry. Huh. But, so, but there's, there's history there. So we're not expecting Jinder to win it. We'd, I mean, it would be a great shock if he did win it. But we're not expecting it to happen. But there's, there's history there. And I said I want to get behind Jinder's new new thing they're doing, clearly. While I was taking a break from ranting about that, Tony Khan put this message out. Thanks to all of you, AW launched five years ago this week here in Jacksonville. Celebrate, we're live in Jacksonville tomorrow night on, on Dynamite. It will be a Wednesday of great wrestling, honoring and honoring the most dominant star in Davies Place history, Brody Lee. Now, the bad cop moment is obviously not Brody Lee because, you know, taken way before his time, obviously, taken way, way, way before his time. And um, it does. But I will say, it does say something that Brody Lee is still the most dominant star that they've had, and he's unfortunately been departed this world for several years now. Uh, and no one's been a more dominant star than him. It does say something about their roster. Um, so, all that hype up, and of course, someone's in the crowd, someone in the crowd showing how big the, how, like, the place is absolutely full. This place holds five and a half thousand people. I should fucking hope it's full. But they were panning round and, and the bottom the bottom level was full. The top wasn't. The top deck was not full. At Dave's place. This is their home place, it's ridiculous. So all of that, right? And I'm going off official figures here. AEW did less than eight hundred thousand people. This week, the dynamite. Now, I need to check my notes here. Um, what beat? What beat? Would you say dynamite that night? Uh, rer reruns of Minder. I remember that. 
In the UK, probably. Not pander into UTT, Rob. Come on. Very, very well played, though. Well played, though. Well played. <laughs> Who do you think AW was beat, got beaten by? In England, in the US? In the US. Uh, all WWE. NBA basketball. On that day. At NBA basketball. Yes. It also got beaten by the GOP debate. Uh, now, actually, that's interesting that people choose to watch that because that's probably also a car crash. People would watch that for the same reason they'd watch wrestling. They're not watching it for serious political discussion because that's the that was oh god, what's her name? I can't remember what her name is, but yeah, those two are just bickering back and forth. Those and two have got throwing no chance Trump under they... the bus, and uh, they've got no Chris chance Christie announcing they... that he's gone. And uh, yeah, that was actually it, now it, people it... were tuning in for that because they wanted to see a shit show. Well, maybe so, but and they got one um, because. Unless the Supreme Court rules 45 can't stand again. <laughs> um, which I did hear, happen. not that we like to get too political on this one. Um, I did hear, I think that he can't. So, you know, that he's been disqualified right now from certain uh, states, but they're appealing it. Uh, apparently, he can't run in. I think he said it was Nevada, and it has nothing to do with the Democrats. Um, his people didn't get the paperwork in in time. <laughs> oh, what a shame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's the sort of thing I'd fucking do by accident. <laughs> Rudy, you fucked up. <laughs> oh, he's not he's not working with Rudy. Rudy's got his own issues. He owes like 150 million. We're, we're not though. gonna go that way. But also the the former president's town hall also oh, of did, course the town also hall. did more than AEW Dynamite. Of course. Of course. Which, and again, it is Car Crash TV. Guy's a fucking lunatic. Is um, Wednesday night TV that big of a thing in general, though? Then why are they putting Dynamite on a day where they so dead? Okay, I, I, this is part of the problem. Like, they're not going to go head-to-head because they realise that. So kind of WWE got their stall set out first. It is a little difficult. I'm going to show some sympathy here for the second company. Even if they were putting on a quality product all the time, it's very difficult when the well-established show has kind of got, like, the prime spots already sewn up. Well, yeah. and, and it's no? it's it, it's one of those things where it just you obviously they would never ever try to go head to head with Raw because everyone who no. tries to do that fails. Yeah. WCW failed, TNA failed. You mm-hmm. can't go head to it's a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. You you just you 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 can't. Um, you're not going to go head to head with SmackDown because Friday nights is already a notoriously hard time slot. Um, the fact the the fact that smackdown does well on fridays is shocking um because it will typically outdraw raw which is crazy i mean granted it's on quote-unquote free television so it does are you sure about that I- i'm questioning that quite heavily right now i have a oh. feeling they only have about a third of the audience that the that raw gets um tip- i'm not saying it's always i'm saying that it happens often i will say smackdown um, from what i can remember from the stats has held their viewing levels pretty level for about five years whereas when you look at raws it's definitely been on a decline over that pretty much years. since fox got the deal yeah, um yeah. they have i mean at that long ago it was great we were talking about it back in year one of us of got back up 
so I'm I'm just taking a I'm just taking a quick look. Um, while you're random. looking it up, let me give one more fact. Um, the other one that I saw, Matt, was you mentioned in how many people are actually at the shows. Um, although the total number might be less, um, the average number per show has actually been very similar. Uh, it's been about five and a half thousand uh, people turning up at AEW shows. So people saying like, oh, look at all the empty seats, blah, blah, blah. It's basically the same as what it was in 2022. So I don't know. People might be being a little bit. Of course, with all statistics, people are cherry picking. But I don't know. Some people might be just being a little bit overly harsh, harsh on that from what from what I saw. Right? Yeah, so um, I'm just trying to find the same thing because I want to do apples to apples and not apples to oranges. Okay, here we go. So, okay, let's do... Let's do the week of December 18th. Just because I don't want to do the New Year's shows because obviously Raw was on New Year's Day. Um... And obviously, it's going to be a little more. Um, actually, let's go. We're going to go to the week before that because that week was Christmas. So the week of December eleventh, Raw did one point four six. SmackDown did two point two nine. And this is a pretty common trend. The end of last year, SmackDown. what's that in pound, shilling, and pence for British people? Um, well, these are these are just numbers, not currency, first and foremost. So um, what does a 1.46 mean? Million. 1.46 oh, okay, million I didn't hear you viewers. say million. I apologize. Yeah. So, so SmackDown is consistently outdoing Raw in the ratings. I, oh, I'm not the okay. kind of person, I don't give a shit about ratings. I think it's A, because SmackDown is on free television, because it's on a network... Uh, channel B it's a two hour show I think a lot more people are going to sit down for a two hour show than I'm going to commit three hours we, we, we've we said it before I think we've all been saying it for ten years at this point three hours is too long for a weekly television program it, it, it just it's it's too long pay-per-views should be three hours three and a half hours just watch it on um, DVR it's not three hours Okay, so we're talking about people who sit down on Monday night to watch it. But Graham, you can start watching. You can start watching at nine. It, it doesn't fucking matter then, if you and do or not. By, I, oh my you're god! You're up to the end by eleven o'clock anyway. Give me a meeting for you, Ryan. You're right. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. You can't argue with them. You can't argue with just basic, basic sentences nah, because obviously you're wrong. Because you have to watch. Everything at two x speed, and then you can't watch Roar at two x speed. You got to watch it regular speed, but you can't skip skip the commercials. I I understand. I will some. I will often start Raw at eight thirty, eight forty five, so I can fast forward. It's fine. I Thank understand you. what you're saying, but we are talking about the broader general terms. <laughs> Not well, everyone. everyone that. Some people like to just sit down at eight o'clock and watch TV. <laughs> See, when I watch my Ring of Honor show, I don't have to worry about commercials or anything. It's just full entertainment. It's uh, beautiful. Now, Matt, I want to ask you a question. Okay, so Ryan mentioned the phrase like he want he wants to make sure his stats were comparable, which was very admirable. That's exactly what you should do, and I'm proud of him for doing that. He mentioned the phrase that he wants to compare apples with apples. He didn't want to compare apples with oranges. Now, I'd like you to, if you can, this is almost a defending and defensible. This is almost a devil's advocate question right now. 
apples and oranges are both fruit. Isn't that a really weird analogy that you would say you don't want to compare something that's things that are completely different, but then you use two things that are almost identical? Whereas I believe the British expression expression is chalk and cheese, which are completely different things for each other. Um, can you kind of uh, false? You can eat chalk. Tums are made of chalk. Fuck you. Yeah, and I hate them arguing, Graham, but technically chalk and cheese is actually an American phrase, um, and it's apples and oranges is the English phrase. It, no, get out of it. That that's not true. That cannot be true. I cannot and, that. Is it and, just because it's become so Americanized now in England that you're mixing those two up? That no, it's it because you are an American, Graham. That um, that is a problem. I do sometimes mix things up. Besides the apple, no, I'm going to call. No, I am 100 calling you out on this because I remember saying chalk and cheese over here. The apple is the mean fruit, Graham. Okay, the apple is the mean fruit. Okay, everything else is just a, a subsidiary of apple. Let's face it. I talked about it as I was trying to say before you muted me. I distinctly remember mentioning that phrase uh, with a colleague, and they did not know what that was. So that is definitely not Ryan. Are you? From... Do you use that phrase, chalk and cheese? Obviously not, because he said apples and oranges. Did you not fucking listen? Jesus Christ. I have to yeah, deal with this. I, I have never said basis. I've never heard chalk and cheese. Because hey, um, it's a British. That's phrase. the first time I've actually yeah. ever heard of it. Um, but they're completely different, aren't they? Unlike apples and oranges. All right, uh, Matt. What's your uh, main bad cop moment of the week? Or was that your main? I don't even. I've know. done my main bad cop moment. Dynamite shit. All right, speed check. Go ahead, Ryan. What you got? Um, the term apples and oranges comes from author John Ray, uh, in the 1620s, it looks like, uh, so, and he is, he is from Cambridge, uh, and that's Cambridge in England, not Cambridge in Massachusetts. And Um, was he on the Mayflower? uh, That's a great question. Um, (laughs) he's, he was a Parson naturalist. Uh, I don't know what any of that means. Uh, he often used Ray having after having ascertained that s- such had been the practice of his family before him. Uh, he died in Black Notley, UK. So I don't think he was on the Mayflower. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, and and I hate. Do you need to? Uh, do you need to uh, acknowledge that was from Wikipedia at this point? Or uh, it wasn't Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Cool. I heard uh... back up slightly because. Chalk and cheese did did originate in the UK, Graham. Of course it did. In the 13th century. Oh, so it predates apples and oranges by a long time, then. Well, the orange came to the UK, of course. Um, chalk and cheese, it was apparently because people would just swap chalk for cheese in terms of, like, hand over chalk and buy cheese of it. Oh, so it was like a currency? Yeah. So when I said pound shillings and pence earlier, that was almost, oh, that was about something slightly different. But it was uh, almost, so, almost um, got it on top. They're not quite sure how it morphed into how it is now. It's kind of lost the time a little bit. But uh, yeah, basically, it's from a guy who, and I'm quoting here from my entries here, um, apparently it's from a guy called John. John Rowello, I think. Is this, is this, is this a Monty Python bit? No. There are some who call me Tim. <laughs> <laughs> anyways so i'll do my speed check real quick um i didn't think dynamite was nearly as bad as uh matt said it was but i didn't agree with the whole we are honoring Brody lee by putting his two favorite pupils in 
eight man tag matches. Um, they should have had one on one matches if you were honoring Brody Lee. Um, I didn't, uh, uh, I didn't much care for uh, Punk and Drew's promo on Raw. I see what they're doing. They want to give Punk something to do leading up to the Rumble and also have a feud within the Rumble match. I get it. Um, the build for the Rumble has been really great. That promo just didn't really help it along too much. Um, don't like that Michael Cole is no longer on SmackDown because I have to listen to Kevin Patrick more. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? Um, are you okay? You're going to make it? Yeah, I was going to interrupt you, but I forgot this is the wrong time to do that. It's it's fine. Who cares? Um, don't like that I fell asleep during NXT, but I feel like I had a good reason to. I had been uh, butchered and hacked up by a uh, crazy man earlier in the day. Um, yeah, that's 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 really what I got. Not a lot of bad stuff in wrestling. I, again, I'm I'm not even going to really merit a conversation about Tony Khan's outburst. It's just it's it's a parody at this point. I'm sure it might come up in fan call moments anyway, so I think you're probably good. Um, I was going to say, I thought you said that you really enjoyed SmackDown, but then it sounded like you just contradicted yourself. No, it said that I didn't like Kevin Patrick. <laughs> if you ignore Kevin Patrick, SmackDown was a really, really phenomenal show. Um, that again, All right, we got you, we got you. All right, to- my... I want to talk about one CW I mentioned earlier. Uh, Matt, I said I might be going to Matt Ryan. I said I might be going to this show. Um, Twenty dollars for general admission. Twenty five dollars for front row. Pretty good deal. Uh, doors open five p.m. Bell time six p.m. We got there last time at five thirty, and we've already missed three matches. So it's normally a typically a three, sometimes four hour show. Like you're getting great value for money. Um, why the hell would that be my bad cop moment? Um, they're on Facebook. They're on Twitter. Um, as I was looking this weekend to, to find out details about it, I went to their Twitter feed. There's no mention of that show anywhere on their Twitter feed. Um, there's no poster. There's nothing. I was like, did I just imagine this? I was like, oh, perhaps I got it wrong. I was like, no, no, I know I saw this. So I went to Facebook, and um, sure enough, it was all over their Facebook page. I found it in multiple places. It just seems really weird that you'd have social media and not fully use it for promoting your events. Uh, very strange. And the other thing that I don't like is as well, um, if you want to order tickets, you have to phone like in 2024, you have to phone for ordering tickets. Uh, that's what do I have to do. Read my credit card out to you over the phone as well to order. Very strange system. Uh, my EWA Maryland tickets, I went to eventbrite.com or whatever it's called. Click, click, paid through PayPal, so everything was secure. Um, just a very, a very strange way of um, organizing business, I thought. So that was my Speed check. Matt? Just for, just for context, we started doing bad cop at half past eight UK time. It's 20 past nine UK time right now. And I'm about to maybe do the longest speed check in bad cop history. We got um, 90 seconds. So, oh, so. fuck that shit. Um, but first things first, hate the name of the new Bobby Lashley stable. They've called it the Pride. Um, no, thank you. No, thank you. I don't like it. I don't think it works. That's my personal opinion. Um, not happy that apparently Rock versus Reigns is not happening now at Elimination Chamber. It will be happening at WrestleMania. So, apparently, if, if a lot of dirt sheets have been saying that, will it happen? We're not, not quite sure. The last thing I want to talk about is a, an argument I had this, this afternoon, actually, um, on on Twitter with somebody who 
And I need you to put your phone down, Graham, and I need you to answer a question, okay? Both you and Ryan. What constitutes a surprise in the Royal Rumble? Somebody you didn't expect. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say return, debut, or someone coming off of injury. Yeah. Um, but... Those would... Uh, I would also I would also accept a call up, but only if they're top card and they're preferably a champion. Okay. Fine. The reason I ask is because someone did a thread of all the surprises in women's Royal Rumble since it started. And they listed every single time an NXT wrestler appeared in the Rumble as a surprise. They are surprises. You don't know who's coming up. You know there's going to be an NXT person, but you don't know which person's coming up. I but yeah, how... I I agree, I, Matt. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. I do agree with you. Um, if and again, that's why I kind of put in the pref the preference of of champion. Like if. Ilya Dragunov showed up in the Rumble. That's a nice surprise because that's their champion. Um, but if Carmelo Hayes is there, it's just a call up, like whatever. I already seen him on SmackDown, anyways. Who cares? But for example, if um, Tiffany Stratton appears in the Rumble, is that a surprise? Not a massive surprise, but it's a surprise. It's, it's a lower level surprise. Why is it a surprise? Yes, she's not guaranteed to be there. She's but not on, here's, the, here, she's not here's on the, the WWE roster. Here's the thing. There are 30 women in the Royal Rumble. Every year, especially since they've started doing the Women's Royal Rumble, to fill 30, you need to use NXT. I mean, hell, you need practically use NXT just to fill 30 of the men's with people who are on TV regularly. Um, you can always use the B team. You can use folks that pretty much just wrestle house shows and main event. But um, I wouldn't consider typically an NXT uh, person showing up in the rubble to be a surprise. Because Graham, just to play devil's advocate, to your mentality anyone who doesn't declare themselves for the royal rumble ahead of time is a surprise that's not what a surprise entrant the kind of etymology surrounding that phrase is a a surprise is aj styles <laughs> that was a surprise holy shit aj styles is in wwe um the the year that they had a bunch of like uh, the the year that Bubba Ray came out, that was a surprise. He wasn't with the company anymore. That's a surprise. Yeah. Um, and that led to that. Didn't that lead to eventually the TLC match, Dudley's yeah. and Dreamer versus the Wyatts? It led to the Dudley returning at the yeah. Let the year, yeah, and it yeah they up. they returned against New Day, and then they went on to that TLC or the tables match against the Wyatts, which was awesome. I was there actually. That, the reason I'm asking it because if you have, and this the fact is, what do you, if if you get 
to win the Rumble. Don't look at your watch. It's important. What, what do you get? Your main fucking bad cop moment then? Not putting your fucking speed check that finished five minutes ago. Jesus Christ. What do you get for winning the Rumble? A match at WrestleMania. A taco. You get a title match against which champion? Whichever one you want. Including NXT. Okay. If NXT champions are available to the winner, both brands should be expected to be competing in the Rumble. No surprises if they turn up. For me, for me, a surprise someone who's not in a company or on in reserve. Uh, I'm I, wondering I for that. some of these people, like, do you, for us, I'm going to say we spend way too much time on Twitter. The average wrestling fan, I don't think does. I, I, I think we've got to remember that we look at far more stuff on social media than your average fan. They tune in for two hours. Now. So when people like Mickey James showed up, didn't we know Mickey James was going to show up? I'm trying to remember. No, was, that, I had, was that a legitimate it, uh, surprise? It wasn't announced at her time yet. Oh, yeah, that, so, she was like announced. That, so was that a surprise? Like, I guess it depends on context. For you and me, no, it probably wasn't. But for your average fan who's watching at home, yeah, that probably was. They didn't know it, that. The, 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 the etymology of a surprise Royal Rumble entrant, to me, is someone who we, as a collective wrestling fan base, did not know. And... I'm not saying some dirt sheet assholes were like, uh, well, uh, actually, we heard that Tommy Dreamer was going to be there. Um, I'm talking three, two, one, eh, and a music hits and people lose their shit. Like, it, everyone's technically a surprise if you don't know who's coming out at what number. Um, I really, I think that you need to understand that the phrase a Royal Rumble surprise means something a little different than your general like, I wonder what's in this box I opened. I just I just got a it's oh, it's a surprise candy. I don't know what kind it's gonna be. Like, you know it's gonna be fucking candy. We know it's gonna be a fucking wrestler. It, it, it's it's stupid. However, Graham, I agree yes. with you. Matt, this was a terrible speed check option. You're just in a Twitter <laughs> feud. You need to let it go. I won. <laughs> Uh, Ryan, I got a I got a question for you. So, do you remember when we were doing the good cop speed check section, and Matt no. did not use his minute and a half, right? Because he said, "I want to use some of that time into the other segments." So, having just listened to his uh, bad cop speed check moment, I think I'm correct, but I want you to check my math. I think this means that he can't do another uh, speed check moment until his uh, first wedding anniversary. Is that about right? I think it's sometime in 2025 is his next speed check. I'm just using his logic. I think it's I'm left, right. It's left prepping required for me. Fine. <laughs> All right. Fan cop moments uh, where the fans tell us what we missed or what was important in their world this week. Uh, Ryan, I think you're going to start us off this week, right? Yeah, I might as well because the first one is near and dear to my heart. Not only because it's from Dan Griffin, ah. and we all love Dan Griffin. But also because his best cop moment is it's TNA relaunch week. Hard to kill is on Saturday, which is yesterday. If you're listening to this today, TNA is officially the promotion with the best looking championships. And it's on after I get back from true grit. Perfect. The belts for TNA. Uh, have you, have you boys seen them? I have not. They look, they have the best looking belts in the business now. Hands down. 
Cool. I, I'm not a fan of colored straps. The tag titles have a red strap and it looks so good because it's got the red TNA logo on it. So it's just phenomenal looking. Anyways, worst cop moment, TK's latest meltdown. Get your own house in order before ripping another. I mean, nothing else needs to be said about that. It's the same crap. I mean, you guys can talk about it if you want. I just, I'm, I, I'm so tired when it comes to it. <laughs> I actually thought, because initially I said, I'm going to be on the wrong side of this argument. And then as I started read, and I, I haven't followed AEW closely enough this year. And then once I started seeing some of the examples of like Ethan Page getting a championship shot after literally winning one of his last 10 matches, there was just so many incidents where I was like, I'm, I, he's wrong. And I, I don't think that he needs to be the person that's tweeting that stuff out either. So it's, but yeah, no, well, I don't yeah, think it's it, that, that, That's the issue. It's not that's the fact, more the problem. It, yeah. It's a pro wrestling story. It, it really doesn't matter who gets what shot when. It, yeah. It's stupid. Um, yeah. The fact that you're the owner of a company and you're having a temper tantrum over something Correct. that means nothing. Yep. I, also, I do have I mean, a slight problem with that first good cop moment from Daniel. Oh, okay. Oh, you don't like the belts? Uh, one of them, I think, is hideous. Oh, okay. Oh, I might have to Google these then while you're talking. What, what specifically do you not like and which belt? Because I think, that, first of all, the name is terrible. Um, but also, also, the fact that it's on basically a washed up Matt Lewis. Oh, wah, 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 wah. What? Go ahead. I don't think I don't love the Media Championship, and it's fine. You don't have to love the championship name. You don't have to love anything about it. Um, but like, what? what I, no, I, I, what? No, hold on. I need to understand where did all of this hate for Tommy Dreamer come from? From I everyone, I have no hate for Tommy Dreamer at the moment. You literally just said it's on a washed up individual i i if you fish let me finish what i said i washed up matt lewis because earlier this week you compared tommy dream and his co-host on bus open radio to us yeah because we have no friggin decorum um <laughs> i think that the new digital media championship looks way better than the other one did i i i think every single title i'm trying to look at the they had a picture with all of the titles next to each other I'm trying to get it. Um, Graham, what do you think they all look the same? Because he, he can't he can't distinguish between different belt designs. Can you, Graham? I looked. At, I took a quick look. It's I, some of them I couldn't see clearly. I thought the one that the knockouts champion had looked fine personally, but yeah, the I'm knockouts not big, looks great. Not, I don't really the... care too much. It, I mean, it's just a prop. As, as long as you can tell, it, it's a prop to show you who the champion is. So they got well, something to raise to the crowd. It, to me, I'm not too worried about it. So the fact that you don't like it or the fact Ryan likes it is irrelevant to me. For what they are, they they look great. I just don't think that it's a good name for a championship, personally. I think it's a little bit... Yeah. I mean, it, it's more logical than... Like, in this day and age, having a television championship is a little weird. Um, considering how... Like, in technically... I don't watch WWE or AEW on traditional television. I watch it through streaming services. No, you're absolutely <laughs> right. Absolutely right. I just think that 
it's an odd name. Can they not find a, a different name for it, perhaps? That's all. Uh, they'd call it the Internet Championship if uh, Zack Ryder wouldn't sue them. Oh, God almighty. Well, we'll call it just fucking retire. I cannot stand that prick. Moving on, shall we? Go ahead, Matt. Okay, I'm going to move on to uh, real Chris Bellis. Good cop moment. Ah, bloody truth, of course. He's this year's Sami Zayn, but hopefully he ends up a better ending to his story. Bad cop moment. WCW Fall Brawl 1993. My truth will be revealed in a few weeks' time at acceptable in the 90s. Okay. I'm going to go UTT Rob. Uh, hashtag good cop moment. TNA's new belt looks fantastic. <laughs> Thank you in a minority there, Matt. Uh, WTF cop moment. Tony Khan's recent Twitter rant. Given how well Kevin Nagel, is that right, has deported himself on Twitter uh, this week, I feel sorry for Fulham fans. And bad cop moment, we aren't going to get Samoa Joe versus Jinder Mahal. As far as we know. Oh, hashtag don't hinder Jinder. I apologize, I missed that. Yeah, no, don't hinder gender. It's a it's a bad move. Mm-hmm. It, it gets you, uh, as the kids would say, ratioed on Twitter. I don't know what that is. Mm, I don't, I don't either. Anyways, the people's champ at BFR PSP JCB JCB JCB. Good cop moments. Mojo picking up where MJF left off as the most marked man in AEW. Good to see him as champ. I agree. Uh, I like MJF, but it was time for a change. Bad cop moment. Oh, look at this. TK making himself look bad over Jinder Mahal when he did the same, bringing Abaddon off the side of a milk carton to face Julia Hart. Wow. Abaddon did win a match to become the number one contender, but I point take it. It's not, it's, there's, a, there's a few differences in that. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with your boy D-Harm. Um, obviously, that's Derek, of course. Um, Micah, hello, by the way. The the, the room is open. Come in. Tag them. Tag them. No response. And he had the fucking link as well. Anyway, uh, I'm going all good this week, he says, Graham. Okay. Which is great. So, good call number one. TA's new belts, especially the world title, are gorgeous. World title is gorgeous. I will say that. It is. And they all look look great. I just don't like the digital media title at all. Good call moment. After your segment on Raw with the funniest thing I've seen from WWE in a minute. Good cop moment. The eight woman tag last night on Dynamite was insanely fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, pig's bladders, best cop moment. I'm getting in front before the deluge, but every- I think we read this one out last time, ironically. Uh, but everything good this week has our truth written all over it. Uh, the promo package they put out was brilliant, and his on screen work has been amazing. Um, arguments from me, though. I would like to point out that right now, Chad, from you from the top. The goalpost is probably screaming because he hates Arthur. He despises him. Oh, okay. Um, uh, are you gonna continue? Um, as far as I, oh, I thought that was it. He's oh, tagged. Yeah. He's he's tagged replies for his other cop moments. Oh, I didn't realize that's how it worked. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, WTF cop moment. It's the next installment of Let's Have a Meltdown on X featuring Tony Khan. He did an amazing job of promoting Jinder versus Seth at the point that Jinder's been trending for days. Always entertaining, but he needs to put the phone down. And the follow-up bad cop moment, the whole Jericho rumors and innuendos here. Uh, loads of speculation, no facts or evidence, with a lot of people jumping to conclusions. It's just a bad situation. It's messy in general, for sure. It's messy, yeah, for sure, for sure. 
just just a just a little add on to uh Mr. Bladder's uh initial uh <laughs> but everything good this week has our truth written all over it. Um Glenn Abbott uh at GA Russellnut response was especially his work with Tom and Nick Mysterio, which was one of the funniest lines I've ever heard in WWE because it took me a second to figure it out. And then I just couldn't stop laughing. I still haven't figured it out. Yeah, it's because you're dumb. Explain it to for people who are stupid like me then. Tom and Nick Mysterio. He thinks Dominic is Tom and he has a brother named Nick. Oh god. I... How did I not see that, really? Because it was highbrow humor, not like you British peons with your your Rowan Atkinson and your John Cleese doing silly walks and whatnot. I love John Cleese and Rowan Atkinson, I don't know. Sisters, brothers, and non-binary others, this devil's advocate time, where we throw ridiculous statements at each other we do not believe in for 20 seconds. Who wants to go first this week? I got one for you, Matt. Go on then, Graham. I don't have the timer ready or anything, which probably would have been useful, but uh, it's still on a, a minute and a half, which might be a little long. All right, I think I got this for you. Um, your devil's advocate from me is relating to CPW, okay? And it's mentioning something you mentioned earlier, and it's the fact that um, they do valeting. So um, cleaning cars is essential to wrestling. Well, valeting and valeting, Graham, are very different things, but the same word spelled, spelled the same way. Um, it's the same thing all the time, Graham. For example, um, you know, a bonnet and and is is very similar to a hood, Graham. D- different different name, different words for the same thing. Um, it's more of a cable to me. I'm not going to trash something I actually work for. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> clearly, I know that, that I know. I think Americans say valeting, which is why I said that. But I know you'd say valeting as well. But that's definitely the process of cleaning cars. I nearly clearly knew that that's not what you meant at all. And you were talking more about the role that Mia Yim plays with, like AJ Styles and things like we mentioned earlier. But for the purposes of devil advocate, you chose not to defend the defend it. But hey, whatever, whatever. I, 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 I basically I was tripping around words. I kind of. Yeah, it's been a long week. You didn't really defend the um, cleaning cars as essential to wrestling, but hey, what, whatever, I, whatever. I could, I could got a George Formby reference in there, couldn't I? Really, like the window. You did Phew, that's a throwback to one of the early episodes. Episode eight. Ryan, you got one or? Yes, um, Matt. Okay. Back to back. It's time for a rift within the Judgment Day. This is why I believe the only WrestleMania match for them would be to have uh, Damian and Finn defend the tag team titles against a breaking off Tom and Nick Mysterio. This has got main event written all over it. Kevin and Sammy set the bar last year for tag teams winning championships in the main event of WrestleMania. This has gold written all over it. Let's face it. Damien Priest is going to be screwed out of out of actually cashing in anyway. He's not going to have a main event otherwise. This is how you do um... it. I genuinely believe that. I genuinely believe Damien Priest is going to run out of time to cash it in. Mm. That would be unique. The only thing that hasn't happened yet. It would be very wasteful as well. But... but how funny would that be? How funny would it be? But also, it would be a perfect reason for him to turn on Balor. 
He's proved it how many times now for catching it in? Yeah. All right. I have one for you as well, Ryan. And I'm going to read you the tweet first, and then I'm going to get you to defend the statement related to this tweet. So the tweet is from Sid Vicious. Uh, Tony Khan, get in your crib, grab your rubber ducky, pull your blankie up and go to sleep. And what I'd like you to defend is, if I'm looking for the voice of reason, the only person I'm going to listen to is Sid Vicious. I mean, when it comes to the world of professional wrestling, I'm going to listen to Sid, Sid Vicious every day. This man literally broke himself for this business. He is a former WWF champion, a former WCW champion. I believe maybe even a former ECW champion. I'm not sure on that, but I do know that um, he is better than Tony Khan. Um, I didn't have much this week, but I, I saw that one and I was like, really? You really want to be commenting on stuff like that? It's like, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It kind of felt like if Ryback had commented or something as well. Like, I don't yeah, but Sid Vicious hasn't spent the last 10 years destroying his brand in good faith with the wrestling fan base. I don't ever hear anything about Sid Vicious other than like Sid Vicious was at a autograph signing and was a very nice person. <laughs> well, I can give you an opposite story. Uh, very early at AIW Wrestling in Cleveland. Um, I think this is this might have been Mason's probably third uh, third show away from Nova Pro. Um, this was in our first few months. Sid Vicious was supposed to be the main star there and the meet and greet. And they had all the all the pictures printed out for him. And then he canceled last minute. And so I've since found out that apparently he does that an awful lot, actually. So what did they do? Uh, they brought on EC3 into the show. They gave a wig to EC3, who would put it on. And um, EC3 did a meet and greet for $5 where you got your picture with him. And he signed on uh, Sid Vicious's poster like, this is not Sid, this is EC3. Or just some crap like that. And it's absolutely hilarious. And it's way better than ever meeting Sid Vicious. It's one of my favorite AIW moments. I know it's just over five years ago because it came up on my theme over. It came up on my uh, feed over Christmas. So. That's my Sid Vicious story anyway. The near miss, as it were. Ryan, you got a DA for me? I, being Graham, really believe and I really want independent wrestling to thrive and grow. And the only way that they can do that is they need to start charging $50 to $100 for every show. Well, absolutely. We say we're in a capitalist society right now, and obviously everything comes down to the bottom dollar. And what's bigger than a dollar than the entrance fee itself? So, yeah, you got to start pricing and make people give people more for attending their events. They're putting their lives on the line, for Christ's sake. Like, they're jumping off the top rope. They're putting their broken bones. Hey, medical insurance. Hey, you got to cover that. So how are you going to do that? High ticket prices should take care of it. You're covering your market, gang, Yeah, Graham. seriously, you need to stop doing that. What did I do? You, Every you time you put your phone up, it blocks the microphone, and you sound like you do this during the background. Yeah, I'm not effects. talking through this microphone. No, no you're blocking you... the computer microphone. It's up by what? your camera. What? Yeah. Oh, by doing the oh oh, I didn't realize. What do you think we were talking about last week? Yeah, I thought you were talking like... about my fo my microphone on my phone. I thought you no. said I put my hand in front of it. Oh, no, you're covering it with your phone itself, and they're like. like... Last so five you seconds, trust, so not... you're telling me you trust me on time going forward. So. No, Graham, I'm saying hold it there. That's enough. <laughs> you can't see yes, it from there. It's too small. We can. Oh, you can because I'm, I'm on a thumbnail, but for you, I'm on a bigger screen. Okay, gotcha. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God, Jiminy God. Christmas. Oh, I'm sorry. Old guy. You know what, Graham? Mary Joseph and his <laughs> you know what? Friends. 
Graham, do you know what you need to do? You need to join the Judgment Day because in the Judgment Day, they live, laugh, and love. <laughs> Ryan, you're done with that for me. Is I if I ever get hired by a wrestling company and in fire because I was unsafe, I would make sure I destroyed all my bridges so that when it came to getting a royalty payment, the only thing I got was, I believe, three dollars fifty-one. I mean, yeah, you're 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 putting me at risk, making me be unsafe uh, when I perform for you. I'm going to burn those bridges down. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make my money by tearing you to the ground, going on every show I can who will pay me just to let them know how much you suck. What am I talking about? I don't know. Right back for Q3 last year made $3.51 in royalty. <laughs> I saw the story, but I couldn't bear to click on the link. Oh wow! I thought it was going to be like thousands. Oh my three god! Three dollars fifty-one in video. Um, for comparison, WWE of the same video made sixteen hundred dollars. Hmm. Um, and then when you're looking at everything earned together with all, all the streaming, not not video, that's just video physical streaming in everything. Two hundred eighty-nine dollars eighty-eight cents. The re made three hundred three thousand five hundred seventy-nine dollars seventy-nine cents. The same stuff. Ryback, you fucked yourself and you fucked yourself properly. You fucked yourself better than any red boy in London, mate. The fuck? <laughs> That's it, guys. We're out of here. We'll be back next week if I'm allowed back on the air. Boom.